Wilson looking to drive, blows by his man. Right hand layup, good! And Adams! Here's a lob, there's the slam! Brady Dick on the throwdown! Well, welcome in to another edition of the Jay Hawker Podcast. We are on location at the Hilton President Hotel in downtown Kansas City. We are joined by Jalen Wilson, newly coined and, and uh, uh, anointed Big 12 Player of the Year. Obviously, another star, retired jersey, Wayne Simeon. We're going to have a lot of fun today leading up to the Big 12 tournament. This is the Jay Hawker Podcast brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. Let's get right into it. We got the man, the myth, the legend, national champion, All-American. What else should we call you? Um, let's first dive into this year. And we'll get to the national championship and everything else. But this year, you just won the Big 12 regular season title. Yeah. Toughest league in the country, unanimously across the country. Everybody yeah. agrees. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody that said, well, maybe it's the ACC or the – no. There's no question. And you won it outright. Yeah. How does that make you feel? How much different is that than winning the national title? I think it feels great. Um, understanding how hard it is. One, you know, I've been in this conference for four years, and, like, I've never seen the the competition. Uh, usually there's some games that are not just easy wins, like, oh, I win by 20, but, like, you know you'll get the win no matter if you're on the road or not. But, like, this year it's like you literally don't even know. I usually know we're safe in the field house, but now it's like dudes are <laughs> making it close. Like, usually you win every game in the field house with ease. But, uh, you know, this year you had to be dialed in every single game. And that was the biggest difference. And uh, I think at one point we had, like, six teams in the top 15. Like, it's been everywhere. And, uh, you know, got guys like Baylor just lost on their senior night to Iowa State. Like, teams like that, uh, I think, you know, speak for itself on how hard it is. And to uh, to win the game – or to win the league outright, to win it – by, by a game ahead, uh, it's great. You know, it shows, you know, our toughness throughout the entire year. And, uh, you know, I talked to – I even talked to Dick Vitale, and he was like, this may be, may be one of the best Big 12s I've ever seen, like, conference-wise. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great honor to, uh, to be able to have that title. Yeah, you mentioned uh, winning the game uh, – winning the conference uh, by one game. Uh, obviously, we didn't cruise through the entire yeah. – like, we hit a tough stretch there in yeah. January – where a lot of people thought uh, that it was out of reach and that there was going to be a new champion crowned. What were some things that you did personally and then even that you had to help the team through to lock in mentally to make that run back to the top of the league, but then also to finish it with those two games we had to get at home against West Virginia Tech? Uh, I'd say the first thing was getting the team together. We had a, a team meeting right after the Iowa State uh, loss, and uh, – you know, we had to create an identity. That was something that we, we hadn't had all year, especially, you know, for the goals that we had set. You know, I know we had lost three in a row, but uh, I knew in the back of my mind it wasn't over. Uh, everyone else was going to lose games as well. And uh, we kind of just went through a tough just three-game stretch of, uh, of good teams on the road, and uh, stuff happens. But like I said, it's such a long year. And uh, after we kind of created our identity of, of wanting to play harder than the other team, making them play bad, and – stay on the defensive end and think about that more than offense. Uh, I think we won like seven straight, if I'm not mistaken, after this last Texas loss. And uh, just just uh, making sure everybody's playing for each other, understanding that, um, you know, 
I just told everybody we're never going to have the same team again after this year. So why not, you know, go for what we can go for? Right. Uh, if teams and, and people think we can win it all, then why not do everything we can to do it? And uh, we just came together and kind of just refocused. I want to stay on tough times. I'm going to go back a couple of years. You and I were just talking about it before we turned the camera on. The USC game in Indianapolis, that was a tough year all around. Yeah. COVID, we're all relegated to our rooms, can't do anything. We go to Indianapolis, it's mm-hmm. limited capacity. We weren't playing well. We got blown out by USC. Bill Self in his press conference basically said, I need to rethink how I do everything. I need yeah. to re-recruit uh, athletes, size, athleticism, everything. Mm-hmm. You heard that. Couldn't have sat well. No. Sucks. Got beat by 30-plus. And then I'm a big believer in nothing is ever accomplished in a, in a great way at a, at a championship level without adversity. Yeah. That was adversity. You had adversity last year. with It was self-inflicted. You, you've been a man about it. You stepped up. You speak about it. You took your punishment. And you, self-admitted, are a better man because of that. Sure. But kind of talk about the adversity of that USC loss, hearing – your coach, who your leader, yeah. you don't like to hear that. Yeah. Pisses you off. Yeah. But talk about how you guys didn't just quit, enter the transfer portal, and just go somewhere else. You're like, all right, I want to prove this dude wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, adversity was the main thing that pushed us all. And uh, that was one thing about our team last year. No matter what kind of happened, what, what kind of problem we faced, we all came together. You know, those are the – the best team I've ever been a part of as of a championship-wise, as far as just brothers. Uh, we all loved each other so much, and, you know, that's why I've been trying to create that with this team here. But, uh, you know, after that loss and we all heard him say all that, we, instead of, you know, all of us scattering around and going to different schools and uh, Oach having an opportunity to go to the NBA, me having an opportunity, uh, you know, we all just wanted to come back, come back and, and just prove the nation how, how good we could be. And, uh I felt like we had the most versatile and best team. But due to COVID, um, you know, it was a very tough loss. And uh, can't put any excuses on what it was. USC played great that that, uh, that game. But, uh, you know, we all just came back motivated. You could tell by the summer, by the boot camp, that, that we were trying to prove them wrong. You know, we all heard those things. We saw who, who he recruited. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of like a – not a, a slap on our back, but just it, it was a challenge, and, and we all accepted it. And we we all talked about it too with him, as far as uh, him him doing it, and you know him pushing us, and you know it kind of ended up being the best thing that happened for yep. us. And uh, you know even going back to last year with me getting suspended, like all the all the adversity that that came with that kind of just changed who I was and uh, my approach towards life, uh, basketball, understanding how quick things can be taken from you. Um, a lot of the times, people go through a drinking and driving situation, they may lose their life. Uh, or lose their ability to do things that they've done every single day and take advantage of. So I kind of just took pride on, on on what I wanted to do for the rest of the year, and I was to become a better man and a better and a better player. And uh, I feel proud. I feel like I was able to accomplish both of those things and uh, really, you know, put my mark on the on the championship run. And, and how much in that kind of same conversation you lose seventy five percent of your scoring? Yeah. Nobody picks us. Baylor was picked to win the mm-hmm. league. How much did that sit in your crawl, and yeah. how much did that motivate you to, to kind of be where you're at this year? No, that definitely fired me up, uh, you know, because I saw I was coming back, Juan's coming back, added Kev, added Grady, everybody else is like, why do y'all think we can't win? So it kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, you do not think that what we have is enough, and, uh, you know, just, just put a target on our back already as far as being Kansas, but 
now we have a target to go for, and it's, and, it, and it's and it's to win the conference. And you know, it's a special way to win it because it was one of the best that we've ever seen as far as having a conference. And uh, you know, to win it outright is even even better. So, yeah, I want to highlight your work ethic because uh, we get the luxury of seeing seeing how hard you work every day before you go out in front of. Uh, packed field houses and score 20 a game. The reason why you scored 20 plus points a game this year, led the Big 12 conference in scoring, isn't because Oates and CB left and you get more shots, but it's because of the work that you put in. Yeah. And uh, give us a, an idea of our listeners of, of what that looks like, because the reality is showing up to practice is the bare minimum, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody does yeah. that. Every college basketball player in the country can show up from 2.30 to 5.30, basically, mm -hmm. and do what the coach tells you. But time and time again throughout the entirety of the season, I've seen you in there 9 a.m. early yeah. with, with, with Brady, with Dooley, with managers, shoot mm -hmm. by yourself, uh, getting up the extra shots, putting in the extra work, and now you're reaping the benefits of that. So, yeah. so tell us, where did that mindset come from in putting in the extra work, and how has that helped you uh, this year? I'd say uh, kind of just from this summer, um, me and Oach went to Portland, went to the Damian Lewis camp, and we, get, we got to watch him work. And uh, he just explained how hard it was, you know, to not only be in the NBA but to stay in the NBA. And, uh, you know, it really just motivated me to, you know, I, don't, I, I didn't feel like I was working hard enough last year. And, uh, you know, coming back to school, I wanted to be, you know, the leader. I wanted to achieve certain things for, that I had for myself and for the team. And uh, I knew none of that was going to come if I didn't separate myself from everybody else, not only on my team, but just on, in the country. And, uh, you know, we're, if it's coming to, to, to the gym an hour and a half earlier and shooting with the managers, getting with Brady, getting with Dooley, uh, anything I can do to uh, just get a little bit better every single day because, uh, you know, anybody can just go in and make 500 shots in one day and, and, and be done for the week. But if you just do something to get better every single day, I feel like it adds up over time. And uh, it's not only in the gym. Uh, it starts in the training room as well, making sure my body is is uh, is feeling good. I think I've, this is the most I've ever been in the training room, just as far as icing and, and doing different rehab stuff. To and how many practices did you miss this year? I don't think I've missed, but, like, maybe one. Uh, I don't even know. I'm just assuming I've missed one. I and I can't I, tell you how impressive yeah, that is. You know, in the know. era of load management, yeah. in the era of, you know, top player well, playing, 30, minutes he playing yeah. 38 minutes a game and the time we got to play Saturday, Monday, yeah. uh, turnarounds, also with travel. Yeah. I mean, the best ability is availability, yeah. and you've been that. Yeah. And, and not to mention, you get banged around a lot. You yeah. go to the free throw line a lot because you create a lot of contacts, so and you go down a lot. Yeah. And it's, it is a testament to your work ethic. And I'm glad you brought up the Damian Lillard guy with mm -hmm. Ochai because Ochai thought he worked hard. Yeah. I mean, he, he went up there and goes, all right, I do this. And that guy basically said to him, there was a great article by C.J. Moore in The Athletic about that whole experience going up there. He's like, I thought I worked hard. This guy's like, no, you got to do this, this, no. this. You don't work hard. No. This is, And it wasn't a knock on Ochai because mm. you don't. You don't necessarily know until you see. Yeah, you don't see, know what you don't know. You yeah. don't know what yeah. you don't know until you see a Damian Lillard or a Steph Curry. Like you said, we all can go in and shoot 500 jump yeah. shots. That's easy. Yeah. Can you do the other things yeah. with Dooley and mm -hmm. B-Star and those guys? That's exactly what you did and why you're at where you are right now. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Phil, too, um, Dame's trainer. Uh, he was just showing us videos of, of them in college and the things that they did and you know, he may work on one move a hundred times, do another move 
a hundred times. Do this move, like just repetition, 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 and uh, and the, the the separation that Dame has from a lot of guys is we've watched him work out personally. Uh, his speed in the, in the workouts, you know, he's not slouching around, jogging through the shots, slow motion when he's shooting. It's, everything's full speed, and you could tell game, uh, Dame's game is just elevated every single year because of the uh, the preparation he puts in during the practice. And it just I kind of want to just relate to that and understand that, you know, if I want to be great and I want to do this, this, and that. It's gonna gonna take a lot of hard work, and he was able to open my eyes wide open to what really hard work is, and and to be at that level of the NBA, um, or even just be great in college like he was. It's gonna take a lot of work. Man, I think that's so important just for the average fan or the young player to grow up because when you hear that your favorite college player, particularly Jayhawks, want to test the NBA waters, people kind of get stirred up into a frenzy. Oh, they're not ready. Oh, why are they going? Oh, why are they doing this and doing that? Oh, they just want the attention. But there's actually tangible things that you can learn through going through the process Mm -hmm. and then being exposed to opportunities like that. And so you tested the NBA waters twice. What were some other things that you learned in that experience that helped you to have the type of year you had? Yeah, uh, if I didn't test the waters this year, uh, I went to a Spurs workout and uh, a couple of the coaches was talking to him and noticed something about my shooting that uh, my head was going back a lot of my shots. And uh, he was like, just every time you shoot the ball, just imagine your chin just staying straight up. And uh, I had never thought about that while shooting. And uh, I had mentioned uh, that to one of my one of my teammates and also my best friend. And uh, he was like, you know, he worked with Mike Miller, another great shooter. And he had mentioned the same thing. I was like, oh, let me try that. And ever since then, uh, I just felt my shot take off from a whole other level as far as just my confidence shooting. And uh, that's something I would never pick up if I, if I wanted to try it and test the waters. And uh, people don't really grasp uh, testing. You know, I still have the option to come back to school. It's not that I'm saying I'm done with school, uh, you know, those past two years. It was me saying I'm trying to go out and learn, see if I can get better, see if I have the opportunity to grow and, and potentially get a spot in the NBA. And, uh, you know, I'm so fortunate, of, especially last year, me able to learn a lot that I did. And uh, and carried over to to now. So. And it might be a stretch to say, but it's almost to a degree irresponsible to not test. Yeah. Like you, it's the rule. You're not doing mm-hmm. anything wrong. No. You can go and train with whoever yeah. and learn things. So, in my opinion, I don't know why you wouldn't. If they no. give you an amount of times to do it. Yeah. Take advantage of because college and NBA are very very different. Mm-hmm. And and learning the NBA game and how they really work. Because what was your aha moment when you came out of high school you were a superstar and highly recruited and all that but what was it because we're going to say the same thing college to pro what was it like the first day at kansas was it the second week when was it where you're like all right i thought i played hard in high school now i gotta do this i said the biggest thing that i noticed was just the athleticism and strength that every every guy had in the speed um you know i'm coming in i'm going against dope which is you know, already a beast. You know, he won Player of the Year, and I'm I'm not having. I've I've seen a center in high school. He's maybe six five, six six, <laughs> and this dude's six eleven, jumping out the gym. And uh, you know, you never really understand how fast and how good you have to be just to just to even set the tone of of get on the court. Let alone you know being a star in the game. And uh, I was able to learn that going through the NBA uh, testing these past two years, as far as how good guys are and. Uh, People don't realize, you know, they hate on the that the fact that there's only uh, or it's like, oh, he's a second round pick. But 60 picks is not a lot of people when you think about millions of people trying to get into the NBA. And uh, 
they don't even understand that it's not only the the uh, United States. It's every single person in the world is trying to get to the NBA. And uh, if you I feel like it's a discredit to yourself if you don't try to pursue testing the water just to learn as much as you can. You know, I learned so much every single NBA workout that I've been through. Um, every single workout this summer with different trainers. And uh, I was able to wrap all that up and, and, and put it all into this year. So, uh, you know, I feel like testing the waters is a great thing to do just to just to not only see where you're at as far as NBA-wise, but to get better. Well, before we get to our call of the week, there's still a chance that you could come back. Would you like to <laughs> no, tell uh, – like, <laughs> I know you spoke on senior night, which I'll give you a ton of credit. You were great. Appreciate you, it. You, you, you approached the – time limit where you get pulled wayne probably was what you were, you were always hey, 27 hey, so minutes pe- people still give me a hard time for, for that yeah, yeah yeah you were in the uh, teens no, cb I, like I saw i saw cb throwing shade but the reality is we earned that time <laughs> yeah yeah right man. Hey, man, yeah, don't worry yeah. About yeah. <laughs> do your thing yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's right we earned that no, my thing is uh like last year there was like four or five seniors so i can get this uh, time limit. but kev's only been here a year so he didn't have too much to say i've been here four years man i've been through a lot I'm going to say everything I And the funny thing is, the guy who tries to set the time limits talks more than anybody else in the world. Yeah, exactly. Bill Self. Hey, give us five minutes. You talk about a rambler. I got plenty to say. And that's the last time I'm talking to my fans. Why not be able to take my time? So it's a 0% chance you're coming back. It is zero, especially after two national championships. There's just no more. There it is. It's the next generation. So every week we do a call of the week. And since we're trying to forget about Austin, mm-hmm. so let's just – there was a couple of calls that I'm sure were good. I think the call of the week should be I'd like to introduce Jalen Wilson, the Big 12 Player of the Year, Sporting News First Team All-American, mm-hmm. with more All-American honors to come, and immortalized in the most uh, iconic building in college basketball, mm-hmm. Allen Fieldhouse, your number – is going to go up in the on the south siders as I just learned. South siders, that yeah. that's the inside term for that. I'm not guys. a north sider, an east sider, or a west sider. <laughs> south I'm siders. A, I'm just a guy, but you got two south siders here, and I think that's our call of the week. Yeah, call of the week brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store. Make sure you grab all your barbecue supplies and accessories uh, online at kcbarbecuestore.com. Visit their store, go see Dan, and also tap into. Uh, the Gosney uh, Patio Pizza Dome. It's going to be great. Sold exclusively there. You like pizza, don't you? Love it. Love it. Excellent. Call of the Week brought to you by the Casey Barbecue Store. But there's something I want to talk about. Racking up, obviously, some, some incredible accolades. There's going to be another Big 12 Player of the Year that yeah. comes from Kansas. There's going to be another first-team All-American that comes from Kansas. But something that Coach titled you with, earlier last week as being the most competitive player that he's ever coached. That is as distinguishing of a title as there will be in Kansas basketball. How does that make you feel, and how is that even better than being just another Big 12 Player of the Year or just another first-team All-American in Kansas basketball? Well, uh, one, I mean, Coach has been there, you know, through all the adversity in in college, and – you know, one thing when I got to school that I wanted to take pride on was just, like, how can I, one, make this place just, like, better, but how can I um, make my mark on this school, make my mark somehow? And uh, through all my adversity in life, um, I've always just wanted to win the situation and win whatever whatever I'm in. And uh, 
you know, that just comes with being competitive, and that's just how I was raised. Nothing was given to me. And uh, I think every single year we, we've seen that uh, there's been so much just thrown at us, just being Kansas, you know, we got a target on our back, and uh, I'm just a guy that embraces all of that. And uh, I want the, the, the sticky situations where you, you may count us out, uh, like the national championship game or – you know Baylor coming in. You uh, like those situations, I love it, right? Man. I love it because yeah. it just makes the it makes the story so much better. And uh, you know, no one no one can think someone can get arrested in the same year that they are tied for leading score in the national championship game. And like, I take pride on, on on things like that because you know there's gonna be another kid that goes through a situation to where he may get in trouble, he may you know think he's failing, but you know. Two or three months later, it can be the greatest moment of his life, and he may never know. But, you know, I think I can be a great example for people just to, yeah. to keep your head down and just keep working. No matter what's going on, you know, you get suspended these games or you're not playing as much as you want, there's always going to be an opportunity for you, and you just got to be ready. And, uh, you know, I've just taken pride in moments like that because I feel like it just makes me a better man, you know, every single time. So When Bill called you the most competitive guy he's ever coached, was that surprising and how many times throughout your four years did he call you the softest player in America? <laughs> I mean, yeah. what, what was more? You're the most competitive or you're the softest? softest. I, I mean, we hear softest every single day. or like this. Do, 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 do your best talking to Jalen Wilson, you're soft. Oh, he'll come up to me. Uh, I may have ten rebounds and I don't get one rebound. And <laughs> I'm getting my butt whooped on the glass and – this dude's killing me, but <laughs> what I've learned is that you know he he knows that that's gonna piss me off, and now, now I'm gonna go out there and and do something, do something. But uh, you know, to hear that it was great because uh, you know I've just wanted to win every single game and 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 at all costs, uh, no matter if I have one, two points, I'm gonna find a way to get. You know, there was a game last year in the conference where I had two points, but 15 rebounds and like two blocks and like two steals. Like I'm gonna find some way for us to win, and uh, you know. There's been a couple games this year already that we've won some some games and I haven't had my best, you know, scoring performance that people think. But, you know, I'm going to do all the little things for us to win because that's what's most important. Well, I'd first like to thank John Beeline for yeah. believing Michigan. I don't know John <laughs> Beeline. But you think about your – Thank the Cavs. Thank th Dan Gilbert and the Cavs yeah, yeah, for paying them all that money. Yeah, yeah think out. about your path. You were going to Michigan. Yeah. He leaves. You decide to come to Kansas. And in your four years, everybody forgets this dude right here is a sophomore eligibility-wise. Yeah, yeah. He has two more years left, but he's going – he has made the right decision. This is yeah, the time. Yeah. There is no need to come back. You need to go and, and, and grow. Uh, but we, you talked about it in your senior speech. Talk about Bill Self, what he's meant to you, what he brings to the table. Act like this is a recruiting tape yeah. for the next Jalen Wilson. What does Bill Self mean to you? Well, if I could just – Tell any kid that, uh, you know, maybe he's having, like, like I have a, I have tough parents. You know, parenting has always been something that I've gone through, uh, making me work for everything. Nothing's been hand-given. And that's one thing I always appreciate about Coach is that he coaches you the hardest that you, that you will probably ever receive just because he knows how great that you can be. And, uh, you know, maybe when I was a freshman, I wouldn't understand how hard he was coaching me and why. But now that I'm four years later and looking back when I was 18, 19, I see – you know, why you have to go hard every single day because over the next two, three years, you're going to evolve and, and blossom into who you're supposed to be. And, uh, you know, that's that's something I take pride on, just having a guy in my corner that pushes me to, to be better every single day. And uh, no matter what accolade 
uh, I even saw it last last year with Ochai. No matter what accolades guys are getting, it's not even going to be good enough to, in his eyes. And uh, that's what you want. You don't ever want somebody to be content with where you are. You know, he, he pushes you to somewhere where you think you may never be able to go. And uh, that's why I've, I've became the player I am today. And any guy that's that's going through high school and, and not really understanding what school he may want to go to, this is a guy that's going to get you better, regardless maybe if you want to or not. And uh, there's going to be some times where you may not get along and – We've all had our, our arguments, but at the end of the day, they were all out of love and understanding that, you know, the bigger picture is, is winning and making you better. So You mentioned two things about your game and your background that I absolutely love. The first is, and very true, we saw several times uh, throughout the season and even last that it doesn't matter if you're scoring points, you're going to find a way to impact the game, yeah. uh, whether it's rebounding, whether it's guarding the other team's best player. And I actually love that even when you had those tough shoot nights, at game point, you still want the ball yeah, and you're yeah, still confident yeah. and you're still going to find a way to make it work. To that point, you mentioned, you mentioned your parents. Love your dad. Mm-hmm, yeah. And we've been on the road uh, a couple times and sitting in the parent section, and I love how even though you might be having a good game, you might have 15 in the yeah, first yeah. half, your dad is on your neck about get a rebound get in the stands so how have those two like paired up together how did your dad's expectation and your relationship with him help you become a tough hard-nosed player that doesn't need to see the basketball go in in order for you to impact the game Uh, my dad's just been a guy that uh that's gonna get the best out of me and uh I think his whole philosophy on just my approach towards the game especially this year was uh you know, one of the first things he said coming back to school is like, like you gonna average at least eighteen and eight. Like you have no choice. And I'm like, man, that's that's kind of <laughs> tough. Look at Ochai, like he he just got there. I'm like, man, that's gonna be tough. So it's like, easy. But his always thing is, why not? Like, why can't you do? It? Why why can't you be the one that 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 carries? Why can't you be the one that does this? Why can't you win a national championship? You know, we saying that all last year. Why can't y'all? And that's and I, and now I started thinking to myself like man why can't I and like that's just been his belief you know he's always instilled the belief in myself and the confidence and uh, you know now I take pride in it today as far as uh, not setting any limitations on myself um, you know coming into the year I wanted to win all these awards and you know once you do win it like man I really did that but it's like I wouldn't have done it unless I had that approach and that mindset of I can go get it like why can't I be the one to go do it and uh, you know looking at all y'all names up there I'm like man why can't my name be up there. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to work hard to do it. So, uh, you know, without him being able to push me like that, especially from a young age, um, I definitely wouldn't be who I am as far as just how tough and competitive I am. I get a lot of it from him. So, Well, in addition to your dad, talk about your mom. Mom, I mean, yeah. Mom's been there every mm-hmm. step of the way, and, and mm-hmm. she's been great. I've gotten to know her yeah. as well as your dad, and, yeah. and she is your biggest fan. No, my mom's been my, my number one fan forever, and uh, – you know, I call us twins because people say we all look alike. But, uh, you know, no matter what, if it's a good or bad game, she's going to have something for me to hear, something for me to say and learn from. And uh, I thought that's great for and, and a blessing to have two parents that know yeah. sports. Um, you know, some parents, you may have a bad game. You run to mom and dad and they cope and they tell you all oh, you, but you did this good. Or you did this good. But that's not the situation for my parents. You know, my parents, no matter what's going on, are going to tell me things I could have done to get better. Because they know, you know, you can't be content with, with just winning or, or just doing this. You gotta gotta find a way to improve your game and, and, and get better. And that's one thing about my mom. You know, she's she's been the toughest woman in my life, but the most loving. And uh, that's why I really appreciate about her as far as her, you know, being everything that I want. 
here we are the day before uh, the Thursday game. We're going to play the winner of West Virginia and Texas Tech. Uh, but I want to go back and talk about Kevin McCuller, mm-hmm. one of your guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, on the road in Lawrence, whatever. You guys are attached yeah, to the hip. Yeah. That's your guy. Yeah. But in addition to Kevin, you've had a long career with Dewan. Mm-hmm. Dewan's a guy that doesn't get talked much mm-hmm. about. But I was shocked that he wasn't a third-team All-Big 12. Yeah, I don't know how let, that – Let alone a Bob Cousy Award. Yeah, that's even crazy. Finalist. Like, I mean, well, he, he wasn't even on the list, yeah. like, for real, for real. Not, he wasn't not on the early list, and they put him on. They t- it just baffles me. A national yeah. championship game-winning guy, starting point guard, had the year that he's had. Yeah, name man. me two point, three point guards that are better than him in our league. I can't even name I mean, If I had to take a point guard in the nation, I'm always taking one-on-one because everything he gives you on the offensive end as far as the playmaking and the, and the vision, he gives you triple on the defensive right. end. And it's right. like, first of all, His he's – float he's, game, drawing dish, he it, does it all. I don't even know. Maybe you have to go look back to the last defensive player of the year in the baseball that wasn't on one of the teams. Has that even happened? I don't even know if that's I, happened. But I don't get it. That just shows, um, you know – Shows the depth of the league, and that's, that's we don't want to take anything away no, from the it's guys. No, not taking away. But you look at Marquise Noel. You look yeah. at Marcus. Car- I get it. Which are all it. great guys, but but we got a national champion. Yeah, point guard. And I feel like you know, but I feel like that fuels Juan. He sees yeah. all that, doesn't even mention it, never complains, and just keeps his head down and works, and, and he wins. And are you a little bit more to a degree happy that he's not on it because it might piss him off a little <laughs> yeah, bit more? Yeah, I like Stay chippy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he, it's like it's like Juan's like, all right, I got an award or I don't mm-hmm. get an award. Mm-hmm. I just want to go win. He said it best after the Missouri game. Remember when they said that crowd rattled? He goes, man, six no. months ago, I won a national championship <laughs> yeah. in front of 70,000 yeah, people. It's nothing. And that's, that's why I love about Juan because I've never seen him rattled. And he doesn't really care about awards. He just wants to win and, and have fun. Like, he's a guy that just loves to hoop. And – uh you know, you appreciate that being your point guard, the leader, the floor general, all, all that you can say. And, you know, he's not even phased by, by not being on one of them teams, you know. He likes to guard, obviously, because he won player of the year for, for defense, and that, that was for a special reason. And uh, Another guy who doesn't get talked, out, talked about a whole lot, the Texan, along with you. Yeah. K.J. Adams mm-hmm. played sparingly last year, offensively challenged, I guess you would call him last year. Somewhere, yeah. But the rise that KJ's had this year, did you see that coming? I I didn't. I thought he was going to be a big part of this year's team, but he's off the charts. No, KJ is taking his game uh, far beyond you know what I saw just coming in from last year. Um, you no, know, a guy that hasn't played, but maybe ten minutes collectively in the whole year last year, as far as Big Twelve play, is now the starting center on potentially number one team overall seed. Yeah. Big 12 champs, and he is a big piece of that. And, uh, you know, we've never seen or I haven't seen a center like KJ in Kansas' history. Because he's 6'7". He, yeah, and he's, <laughs> but he's able to find his niche and find yeah. a way to, to improve. And there's not a tougher guy on the court, a uh, guy that thinks he's tougher than him. He'll show you why he's tougher. And, uh, you know, he's everything that we needed in, in a yeah. player this year because he brings so much to our team. All the 50-50 balls, the, the rebounding, the, the block shots, the dunks. Um, just shows his confidence and, and and it shows his want to win as well. You know, he knows that's what we need for us to win. No, it's true. It's so funny to, as you as you've watched KJ mature and grow. 
uh, especially in his celebration antics because he's got yeah, big energy, man. right? Yeah. Big, big energy. Yeah. But how cool is it to see him get just as excited off of a 50-50 ball, diving on the ball, you know, getting a rebound, got a big stop as he does catching an alley-oop dunk or getting yeah. the, or getting an and one. Like, yeah. how important is that for, like, team chemistry? Mm-hmm. And then also how important is that in fueling you know, other things, you know, to happen in those same categories. Yeah, I think one special thing, especially about his celebrations, is he's even more excited seeing another guy get a 50-50 yeah, ball, wow. another guy so getting an and one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's already enough excitement when, when you get a, a good play, you know, you feel good, but you look to your left and your right, you see your teammates even more excited for you. Um, that fuels you a lot. Ernest and, is uh, like that. Yeah, Ernest, Ernest has an incredible great. attitude See him on like the side that. or yeah. see him on the court, he's dancing. Like, that energy is so contagious, and uh, people may not realize and may think it's a little thing, but that really goes a long way. Uh, it may be a guy having a tough night, he gets a, a bucket, see his, his his teammates celebrate that. You don't know what that can do to him. That can fuel him to go, you know, four, six, eight points in a row, and uh, that's especially what you need in, in a guy like KJ, and that's one of the unique qualities that he has on our team, um, just bringing that every single night. March mentality. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to us about that because – we could get snuck up on, mm-hmm. and it could be two quick losses, and everything yeah. is over. Yeah. Or we could lock in, win nine in a row like we did yeah. last year, and have confetti fall on us twice and yeah. be up on ladders cutting down nets. Yeah. Talk to us about the March mentality and what's going to be needed uh, coming up for this next stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's winter go home now. Uh, we talked about it the other day. It's it's literally at, at, if y'all want to play around and we're not focused, it's two games and and, and bye bye. The whole season's done like that. Um, you know, this guy's season that are going to end tonight. You know, people are playing tonight it's all crazy. across America. Crazy. And this is their last game, and it, and it just puts it in perspective of what March really is. Um, number one team, you could be undefeated, thirty whatever and oh, you get into March is it's who's better that day, and it's all about winning that day and winning the day of preparation. You know, today we had a great day of practice. Um, great energy, and that's what you need, you know, when it's when it's winter go home. Every team's coming to win. Uh, tomorrow we're going to play a team that's looking to get into the tournament, and we're looking to win. So it's going to be two two teams both playing for something, and that's the that's the beauty about March. Um, every single team thinks they have a chance, uh, no matter if you're a 16 seed, like we'll, we'll like we'll play, and uh, or a team like tomorrow. It's uh, it's only one game, you know. If we can just win this one game, we can get to next the next game, and. Uh, that's the mentality you have to have. It's just winning that 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 matchup in front of you, and uh, you know it's it's the highest of stakes. But that's what we come to Kansas for. It's just to play in moments like these yeah. and, and get confetti, man. You think you're the overall number one seed? I think so, without a doubt. Um, I think if you won the Big Twelve this year, why wouldn't you be? Uh, we have the most quad ones in America. Uh, by a long had, shot, yeah. By a long shot, we've had the number one streak to schedule in America. So if you combine most quad one wins and the hardest schedule. I don't see how that doesn't propel you over a lot of teams. Uh, and it's no knock to, like, Houston or Bama, but uh, it's just not the Big 12. And, uh, you know, I think you'll see a lot of Big 12 teams having success in a tournament due to what we played every night. Well, it's going to show there's going to be a Big 12 team that gets into the tournament that was four or five games under 500 in yeah. the league. That never used to have. It used to be 500 or just below 500. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, there's going to be a 6-12 and 12 team. In the league. I mean, there's teams like Oklahoma that beat Alabama by 20. 30. 30. Like, like those teams are capable because they play in the Big 12. Yeah. And you see the talent and the, and the, and the grit that every single team has. It, it's not sweet like it is in, in some other conferences. It's, it's, a, it's literally a grind. 
Well, the accolades are going to keep coming. Yep. You're going to continue to win awards. Wayne and I and the whole Jayhawk Nation so proud of everything that you've accomplished, the man that you've become. You're, again, you're going to be in the rafters, like with yeah, Wilt crazy. Chamberlain yeah. and Wayne Simeon. Yeah, that's crazy. It's Think crazy. of those two. No, it's a, it's a huge blessing. Um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate and, and blessed to be able to get a lot, of, a lot of the accolades that I wanted this year. And also for my team to be number one overall seed. I mean, it's just everything's lining up. And, uh, you know, I just think it comes from those days of hard work when no one's in the gym or just you and the trainer, you and the managers yeah. putting in work. And, and this this starts in, in, in June, July. Like, it starts there. And uh, like I said, it just keeps adding up every single day. And, uh, you know, this has been the, the best time of my life. Uh, you know, even when the national championship last year was great, but having the potential and going through the process to do it again is even special. So. And, and Wayne can speak to it because he played in the NBA. There's never going to be a better no. time no. that you've had. NBA is great. Yeah. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to have some great experiences, but you're never going to be loved no. like you were in Lawrence, Kansas. No, that, would that, you, that would you agree, Dub? Facts, yeah. Yeah, it's true. That Fieldhouse love, I can already tell. Because um, I got friends in the NBA, and uh, – they all tell me, you know, that field house is something special, man. There's nothing, something like that. All these people just come to our games just to say they're at the NBA game or just to be seen on TV. Yeah. But when people come to our games, they could care less who's, who's what if it's ESPN, ABC. They don't care what it is. They're just there to support us and love us. And uh, you know, I never, never took for granted any game this year because I knew that, you know, it's gonna fly by. And uh, you know, I can say that I've, I've, I've had so much fun this year. So. Thanks so much for coming on, man. We appreciate sure. how well you've represented uh, this year, the work that you put in, uh, all the things you're going to accomplish going on here through the month of March. Uh, we're going to be cheering for you, pulling for you uh, long after uh, this this incredible month you guys yeah. are about to put forward. Let's so go thanks, win. Thanks for sitting with us, man. Go win nine straight. One, man. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah, let's do this it. This has been the Jayhawker Podcast yeah. brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. This is your Big 12 Player of the Year, Jalen Wilson. Wayne Simeon, I am Greg Gurley. Rock Chalk.